All right, everyone, welcome to Bonnets at Dawn. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, and I always forget my name. I'm Team Austin. And I am your other host, Lauren Burke. I am Team Bronte. And this week, we are talking about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. The movie. Yay! Not the book. Not the Because I haven't read it. Have you read the book, Lauren? I did, actually. I read it when it came out. Did you? I was just, I was above that. Okay. Which I know I shouldn't admit, but I looked down on it and I was disdainful of (laughs) it existing. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Um, The book, I don't know if you know this, the book is actually... um, just the regular Pride and yeah, Prejudice. Yeah, with just some with other zombie shit stuck in added them. in. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Always, I always get a bit cagey if I feel like someone is trying too hard to cater to my interests. Mm-hmm. I know you should think, like, that's actually really good that someone's making a niche product for you, but it doesn't always translate for me. And maybe that's because, I don't know, like the Big Bang Theory. Everyone always says to me, like, you're a nerd, you should love the Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, what I don't like is shows about some guys. So no, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't know. And so this, I think, initially, I was like, no, thank you, ma'am. And then, like, I watched the film before, before Mm -hmm. tonight, and um, yeah, I didn't care for it. Not at all. tonight it was Yeah, you told me it was trash. Yeah, Yeah, tonight was different. Tonight was different. Tonight was magical. It really was. That was because we were joined in a live tweet by our bad crew. Yeah, the you guys at them. home. They were all so lovely, so funny. Um, our hashtag was PPZ Bonnets. Sorry, I can't talk, guys, because I'm like drunk. Um, Lauren, Lauren drank loads of. Um, what did you have? A I had Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, and I drank a alcohol-free beer by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to be tipsy, and then you're like, nope, it didn't have any alcohol in it. Now I just feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've had I, very different evenings. We really have. Well, for me, it was post-brunch. Uh, mine was post-barbecue, so. so I went to an archery competition today. What? Yeah. That sounds like so, fun. So it's, my day was an archery competition and a barbecue, and then watching... Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and doing a live tweet. And now I'm talking to my favourite person ever. My mum on my love. phone, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known it was a trap. I walked right it into it. It was a trap. No! So, enough about Do you wanna... <laughs> busy lives. And time for a recap. Shall I recap, yeah, Lauren? You recap it because I can't think. Okay. You drink some more of your sober up smoothie. I am just Young kale and cranberries. <laughs> so, the movie is it's Pride and Prejudice, and it has some zombies in it. You guys, mm. it's kind of mostly similar. So, I feel like I don't need to really recap Pride and Prejudice, but what I will try and do is just kind of give you an idea of what is different. So, okay. England has been overrun by zombies. It's covered. Like, everything is fallen. Everyone Mm -hmm. has guns. And now, on top of being accomplished, young women are also expected to be, like, highly skilled fighters. That's crazy. Yeah. And so the film opens with Mr. Darcy, who isn't just, like, a gentleman. He's also, like, a gentleman zombie hunter whose, like, reputation far precedes him. Um, And he's, like, Oh, you can tell someone's a zombie because flies land on them because they're they're yeah. attracted to like the dead flesh, and so he and, goes um, to this he's house. He's a colonel. Yeah, they refer to him as a colonel, and he's um wearing a matrix jacket. Yeah. Well, we both had feelings about Mister Darcy. How did you feel about him? Because he is the first person you're introduced to. I don't like him. You don't like him. Not did a, you warm to him at all. all by the end of the film? No. No. no, I was like, marry Collins, Lizzie. And like, we'll get on to yeah. Collins. But like, by the end of it, I was still just like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. I was not. A, I was not a fan. But I'll let you continue with your recap. Yeah. So 
I don't know, like Mr. Darcy's there and his voice is annoying and I don't like him. Um, and he hesitates or like he believes someone's lie. And then so a bunch of people die at this like family estate because he didn't catch all the zombies. Mm. Um, and that then from that scene just kind of leads straight into Pride and Prejudice proper sort of, except instead of doing needlework, all the girls are sitting around polishing guns. Yeah. I like that bit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Mary Bennett's funny. I like I really mm-hmm. like Mary Bennett in this film. So the I wanted sisters, more Mary Bennett. I just more of anyone, really. Like even the Lydia yeah. and Wickham stuff I just felt like I felt yeah. like I missed it. Like it didn't happen. Uh so one of the things that they do to make room for the extra plot that they've added in with all of the zombies and everything is they just like they cut down a lot of the additional characters. So, excuse me, the gardeners are missing. Oh, yeah. The gardeners are gone. Did you notice the gardeners are gone? Because that's only just occurred to me. I actually didn't notice until just now. And um, I'm surprised you didn't notice because they're your favorite characters. Yeah, they're my favorite characters. Did you notice Georgiana Darcy? Not there? Yeah, I did notice that. I was really they upset about it. They don't go to Pemberley. They don't go to Pemberley. <sighs> um, Fitzwilliam, their cousin. Fitzwilliam squared. Fitzwilliam, yeah. Fitzwilliam. Fitzy Fitzwilliam. Yep. Yep. So he's missing. And it was Nikki from Something Cheeky who pointed that out. Mm-hmm. First of all. So, yeah. Good spot. And that, yeah. So it makes you think, do you feel like you lost out on any of the story? Personally, I obviously didn't notice until right at the end. I guess the source material is still intact. And the book's still there, and there are so many other adaptations. I'm like, okay, Hannah, stop taking life so seriously. This is fine. (laughs) Like, it's okay. So I'm at peace with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies at this point, I think. Oh, wow. I like, yeah, I think that's what I'm taking away from it. Um, Hmm. Yeah, so it's so hard to recap this film and not just tell the story of Pride and Prejudice. I know, right? I'm trying to think of just the bits that are new. I mean, for me, the story really gets going when they go um, to Rosings. Well, yeah, everyone... I've skipped ahead quite a bit. Just let's go straight there. Well, I mean, you missed one person who we can talk about. Let's just talk about the characters. Let's screw this chronological order thing. It's not working. Okay. Lady Catherine de Bourgh, go. My favorite bit. Why isn't this movie just about Lady Catherine de Bourgh? She's the most interesting character in this movie. I don't care about Lizzie or Darcy. I've actually already seen that movie. Why did you make her so interesting? Why did you make her so interesting and then not give her a good fight scene? Oh my god! Why would you build someone up as being the warrior queen of England sent to save us from the zombies and then have her almost fight Elizabeth and then Elizabeth say to raise arms against you would be to raise arms against England? I mean, I thought she was going to save the day in the final fight scene. No, I was waiting for it. She doesn't do it. Guess who does it? The guys. (sighs) yeah like i mean lizzie don't need it it. but you know it's fine and i'm saying that with a pinch of salt because jane saves mr bingley his cravat gets stuck on it in a zombie's hand and he's gonna get blown up by a grenade i mean that did feel right that felt really good i feel like bingley is the sort of man whose cravat would get grabbed by a zombie so that's fine that made sense and then um mr wickham who, by the way, irritated me beyond belief in this film. Mm-hmm. He's about to try and kill Mr. Darcy, and then, like, Lizzie kills him, apparently, allegedly. Yeah. And then... Allegedly. You know. So, like, the girls are kicking ass and taking names. And so, like, it is frolicking fun. I don't know. Yeah. Mr. Collins I can't believe you great. didn't like this movie, though. The first time. I was take I was just taking myself too seriously. Okay. All right, I have a habit fair. of doing that. It's fine. Sometimes I have like a knee-jerk reaction and I just need a group of people on the internet to sit down and hold my hand and tell me that it's okay to like things. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you have us. Um, yeah, so that was a recap of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> that was terrible. 
For anyone that hasn't seen it, do you want to do it again? No, I think we should just keep going. <laughs> because <laughs> the thought of trying to recap that film, like it's such a hard film to recap other than saying England has been overrun by zombies. Um, there's like a bridge to London. That's not how London works. I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't really understand the London thing. Um, like, don't go to a party. Also, the zombies can talk. Also, yeah. Mr. Wickham is the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so something I do really appreciate about this film is that you know I don't like Mr. Wickham. And I'm not a fan right. of people like Mr. Wickham apologists. Yes. I'm not about that. This film literally takes him and makes him the god of zombies. <laughs> the chosen one. So, you- <laughs> so, so you're down with that. You're I'm down that. with that. I feel like they did a close read of the source material mm-hmm. and they got the right message from And that. they were like, you know who's the real villain of this story and we need to amp it up? Mr. Wickham. Yeah, Mr. Wickham is like the bad guy. Also, uh, was it um, Maggie who said that he's the definition of bad lads? Yeah. Yeah. And then she she trademarked it too. Trademarked it, which I think we should do. I think we should trademark the bad lad thing. We absolutely should. I kept saying, so at the end, there's just like this wedding scene and I immediately tweeted saying... The ending is bogus, though. I'm sorry. I wasn't having it. And then it's a fake out. Like, they trick Mm -hmm. you into thinking it ends with this wedding. And then Mr. Wickham is back again for, like, the third time. Oh, my God. Not dead. And I was just like, literally hate Wickham so much. Why won't you die? And then, uh, is it May? May Ju? May US Teapot on Twitter said, he's a zombie, you know, undead. (laughs) And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, like, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's very fair. It's very fair. I can accept um, when I'm wrong. It's, uh, yeah, it is a hard movie to recap because you're like, you do want to fall back to the Pride and Prejudice parts, but we all know those parts. And then there's just, yeah, there's a zombie apocalypse. They're all trying to fight the zombies and Wickham's the bad one. I think we get it. I think we generally get it. The only thing is that, Lady Catherine de Bourgh is queen zombie hunter. She doesn't fight in this movie. Yeah. Everyone just tells you how awesome she is. And she looks awesome. And you're just like, I want something awesome to happen with her. And it just doesn't happen. It's so upsetting. I can't get over it, guys. I'm I'm just going to be upset about this forever. Yeah, I feel like I didn't... I keep saying I feel like, which is annoying. Um, Yeah. In hindsight, in retrospect, maybe a scene. Just one. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't... Mm-hmm. It doesn't make... Was that cut? I could have done with, like, less Darcy. Way less Darcy. Way less Darcy. Way more CBD. Yeah. Catherine D. Well, Berg. Uh, also, like, more Anne, too. More... Anne de Berg. No, less of her. Get rid of Anne. CBD in this film does not need it. Everyone's got nicknames now, by the way. Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah, so Darcy's Fitz. Okay. That's what Wickham calls him. Mm-hmm. Wickham, I'm just going to call Wicks, which is like this UK brand of wood, I think. Like, oh, okay. Like decking. Okay. So Wicks, Fitz, and CBD. And then those are the only ones, actually. Those are the only ones. Well, okay, I do like the scene, though, when CBD introduces Anne de Berg, and it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, this is Anne. The wettest blanket. Ugh. Like, even but, she doesn't like her. That actually did make me laugh, but then there's, like, no more Anne, and it just is sad. Yeah, also, like, Charlotte Lucas. So, again... Oh, yeah, barely in the movie. Who pointed out Charlotte Lucas... That might have been uh, Nikki as well, actually. So Nikki pointed out that Charlotte Lucas just appears all of a sudden and is like, um, oh, by the way, I've married Mr. Collins and we don't know who she is really. And so my argument was that I actually think a better story would have been that the Lucases didn't have enough money to send Charlotte 
to go and train or maybe she just isn't very good at it. But because Charlotte is such a good friend of Lizzie's, she's kind of like under their protection a bit. And so her her going back with Collins, so Lizzie going to stay with them is because like, we'll get on to Collins, but like Charlotte's not really in a position to protect herself traveling Mm -hmm. to her new home or something like that. And then, but instead it's just, hi, I'm Charlotte Lucas. I've married this guy that you said no to. Yeah, and I need exactly. a chaperone because we're not married yet. And it's like, well, why aren't you married yet? Why wouldn't you get married in your hometown where your family are and then go with your husband? I mean, Hannah, you should have uh, written a draft of this movie. I should, you know, I should at least have been a second reader, I think. Yeah, I think so, for sure. But this is a so, good segue. Oh, yeah. To what? To, to Collins. <laughs> the best character. The best actor like, in the film. For sure. So Mr. Collins is played by Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. And, and I've uh, said what before, else? Uh, what else has Matt Smith been in? Oh, he's been, he was in uh, Secret Diary of a Cool Girl. <laughs> um, he He's not a very well-known actor. He's not. He's not. He's not, he's not, he's not been he's in not, anything. He's not been in a lot of other stuff. Really? Yeah. Kind of unknown, especially in England. Yeah, I can't think of anything specific that would come to mind as like a lead role. Like he's done a lot of like extra stuff. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. He was in Doctor Who, guys. That's why Lauren's doing this thing. <laughs> I don't hate yes. Doctor Who. <laughs> I hate Matt Smith's Doctor Who. So um, Do you? He's my yeah. second favorite doctor. You're nuts. I think he's uh I think he's great as a doctor. All right. I love the fifth season of Doctor Who. I think it's great, guys. Fight me. Well, maybe you should start a Doctor Who podcast to talk about Doctor Who on. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I might do that. Go ahead. <laughs> this is it. We're disbanding over <laughs> Matt Smith. Something I can get behind, though, is Matt Smith is Mr. Collins. Yeah, I I enjoyed. And I thought, I mean, you guys know that my heart belongs to Tom Hollander. Yeah. And he's a really hard one to beat. But this is just a different portrayal of Collins. So I feel like the Tom Hollander one is still quite close to that 1995 Mr. Collins, where he's a bit small and he's a bit like insignificant and like low in stature. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mr. Collins in the book, I'd have to get it to get a quote. But like, if you actually read the book, that's kind of not it. Like he's he's a young man. Mm -hmm. He's just like... It's really stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I think what they've done in this film, and they did it with um, Mrs. Bennett as well, is that because it's a comedy, they lent into the comedy more. Yeah. And they didn't rely on the typecasting, like by just going from what previous adaptations have done. Yeah. Because like Mr. Bennett, Mrs. Bennett, um, and Mr. Collins and Lady Catherine de Bourgh, they were all just unique to this film and that was really interesting yeah they were the best characters yeah too. Like, they were they yeah they were because they were the ones that were reimagined instead of just relying on the tropes like mr exactly. darcy was an out and out trope and i wasn't sold on lizzie bennett so i was for the um, same reason well we'll have a lizzie bennett conversation in a moment but yeah no i think you're absolutely right on that point um you found a, a good gif of Mr. Collins saying, oh, fuddle. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that really came good. out of his mouth was like, was magic. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it at the end? He's like, uh, I now pronounce this man and this woman and this man and this woman married. You may kiss Mr. Darcy. I mean, the bride. Like, <laughs> that was really good. And when they're dancing at the Netherfield Ball and he just like springs in the air. He gets at it. He is just straight, straight on that dance floor. It's so strong. He just, is a great I kept just actor. like tweeting like, clap, 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 Mr. Collins. <laughs> well, I'll say this about Doctor Who, right? I mean, because it's a very intense show that requires a very strong actor to anchor it. I mean, you got a lot of CG. You got like a nine month shooting schedule. I mean, you have to be great to really fill that role. And I think this is a great... It was just, it, he was, I, I I think he was a great doctor. And um, I think he learned a lot from Doctor Who as well, because now when I see him and other things, he just is 
very, very strong. Like that man has a weird face and he knows his angles. He knows his light. He is funny. He really, he is a really great like movement actor as well. Like that, that dancing scene, like he knew how to make that funny, but not over the top. I know all props to Matt Smith in this version. I'm staying quiet to discourage you from talking about Doctor Who anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But then I realized you might think that the internet had cut out, so I should say something. I definitely did think the internet had cut out. (laughs) I was just, I was pulling a stern face. So, um, yeah, just everything Collins. Do you want to Mm -hmm. talk about Mr. Darcy's proposal? Sure. That got a huge response on Twitter. Oh my God. You guys love that scene. So Meiju said, oh yes, the proposal scene, especially enjoyed this bit in the book. And then my issue with that, I don't know if you noticed, because I think a couple of people, so Maggie noticed, um, they changed the line. So the line in the book is, uh, you must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. Mm-hmm. Great line. I'd say one Beautiful of the line. Known, one of the better known lines in the book, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, he's just like, yeah, you should like, let me, t-. like, I don't, they just change it. Just like, just slightly, mm-hmm. but just enough that I was like, oh, who do you think you are? Do you think the actor fucked the lineup? No, I reckon, that I just, I reckon they, I, I think they maybe were just trying to shake it up a bit. Okay. But they took an iconic line and then he was just like, oh, you should just know that I'm, like, ardently in love with you. It mm-hmm. it was like, ardent was still in there, but it wasn't right. And it it was niggling me. But then they make up for it later on, because when he says, I was in the middle of it before I'd known, before I knew it had begun, which is when he's saying to her the second time, like, I'm still in love with you, that line mm-hmm. was perfect, and they left it as it was. So, you know, That's swings good. and roundabouts. It does. Um, let's talk a little bit about Lizzie Bennet. Okay. Played by Lily James, who um, I, I've never been sold on Lily James. I thought she was utterly forgettable in Downton Abbey. Yeah, and, La- uh, Lady Rose. Yeah, and totally like just asleep in uh, Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella, Cinderella. I mean, she just... She doesn't have a good voice. I tend to really gravitate towards actors who have been theater trained. I don't know if she's mm-hmm. been theater trained, but her voice doesn't sound like it could carry through a theater. Like I would not be able to hear her in the back of the room. She always just, just she's too soft for me. Like she has just, and she doesn't have presence really. But I thought she was very passable in this film. <laughs> yeah, passable in that I would pass her by and pick someone else if I was casting it. <laughs> I just like open the door and you just walk right through. Um, I think that's fair, but I was surprised at how, like, I was like, okay. I'm surprised you were surprised, personally. <laughs> I think it was like, I don't, she's not even getting a Hannah Chapman fine. She's getting a less than acceptable. Wow. Wow. I just, oh, she's just such a non-entity for me. Like, she, I just, I, I watched 90% it and just of like, the time, that is what I think as well. Most of the time, like, I, I've actually, I think I... Wait a minute. Did I see her on stage? I may have seen her on stage and I've forgotten about it. That's right. I think she was in Kenneth Branagh's uh, Romeo and Juliet. It's like, I forgot thanks, her. I completely for forgot turning her. Up. Thanks for turning up. Cool. Oof. You get you get a grade because you've sat the test, but you didn't answer any of the questions, you know? Also, yeah. her dress at the Netherfield Ball. Hated it. Maybe that's I can't it. Remember Maybe what I just it hated like. the dress. It was like this blue thing. Blue satiny didn't seem authentic to me a <laughs> little off the shoulder <laughs> with some black appliqued lace and i only remember it in such vivid detail because i hated it so much not authentic enough for hannah chapman no i was just fact checking that uh that romeo and juliet bit and yeah i did see that i totally forgot the entire show yeah you're right lily james no no I didn't hate her in this movie, though. I thought I would. So there's that. (laughs) Well, something that people did bring up in uh, on the Twitter was Mm -hmm. the idea 
that a spin-off movie about Mr. Collins and CBD should be made. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, it was um, Joe yeah. who said that she would definitely be down for crowdfunding this movie. I mean, I think we should do it. That would be great. Lena Headey, Matt Smith, let's do it. With we- a dance scene and also a fight scene. Absolutely. Multiple but, dance scenes, multiple fight then- scenes. Meiju said, and I'm so I'm definitely saying this wrong, so please send me like a blow by blow of how to say your Twitter name. Um, suggested that, and I think this is a good idea, Matt Smith and Roger Allen in an adaptation of the Longbourn Letters. You know what? I missed that entirely, and I am so on board for it. <laughs> yeah. And then Mary um Purdy Mark uh Purdy Mary Kay um on Twitter was the one that pointed it out because yeah, Meiji was like, oh, the fanfic, which I've forgotten the name of. And that's, I think that was something that was really nice about the tweeting as well, is that everyone was like jumping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And like just chatting to each other. And like, I couldn't keep up with the conversations because I wasn't seeing the replies that you were getting. Right. Without going in and like looking at your replies and then trying to like get in on those conversations as well. It was, it was nuts. It was really good. Yeah. And the time just flew flew by so quickly i was really surprised i know it felt um, like that movie was 20 minutes and i think at one point you were like are you still there or are you drunk i was just reading replies and like getting another drink i thought you just passed out drunk just passed I thought out you had too much tiny tiny bloody berries too so other things that people would like us to watch, and you can like let us know um, on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram if there's things that you want to see, um, are doing like a crown, like the crown, the thing about the royal family, doing a live tweet yes. of that. Uh, yeah, doing, when that, um, that drops soon too, right? I think it like does. In November. So that is, okay, so I mean, that is about the royal family. It is not technically Bonnets at Dawn, but you know, I feel like it's tangentially related we could do like a, a on the on the sly one well i mean you suggested crimson peak that's not bonnets at dawn <laughs> is it are um, you kidding i think crimson peak is more bonnets at dawn because it is heavily like it's gothic inspired and um the other day uh quill Jin tweeted at me that she thinks that crimson peak is what jane Eyre would have been if it had been written by emily bronte and I was like, absolutely, Interesting. absolutely true. I uh, I turned that film off halfway through. Are you kidding? It's one of my favorite movies. Wow. <laughs> maybe maybe it's another good one to do on the live tweet. Yeah, I think so. And I'll I'll go from hating it to loving it. So yeah, you guys can vote between The Crown, um, Crimson Peak. What else we got? Well, we don't. This isn't a vote because I think this is definitely going to happen. We we will be watching. Um, Sense and Sensibility for an episode yes. that we are working on. Um, a bit like the Not My Pride and Prejudice episode, which is one of my favourites. So we're going to be doing mm-hmm. that. And I think we can just combine that with a live tweet because watching stuff with you lot is ace. Do you want to, I was just going to say a really big thank you to every single person that um, hopped on to the live tweet on facebook and on twitter um even if you were just like liking the tweets uh just being involved and kind of popping your head in like that was great um maggie and nikki and all the marys because there are so many of you (laughs) just you know like it was great it was good thank you for bringing me back down to earth and stopping me from hating something i didn't have to hate Oh that yeah, was it was it was so good. You guys were so fun, and um, big shout out to uh, Joe Turner from Josephine's Chocolates oh, because yeah. she's made Pride and Prejudice and Zombie um, Lizzie Bennett like cameos. Yeah, and the background is red. Uh, also, they have so the card game marrying Mister Darcy. Um, there's a Pride and Prejudice and Zombies expansion that Maggie pointed out to us. And uh, yeah, like I'm down for a game. So if we ever get to do a big meet up, I think we should definitely play. Also, if anyone wants to cosplay this film, I've never cosplayed, but I am in. I know. Same here. I've never cosplayed, but I'm totally in. And I also I'm going to be Charlotte Lucas so that I can marry Mr. Collins. (laughs) (laughs) 
I um I have a question for our Kentucky listeners. Uh, I think Amanda Beverly in particular uh, helped me out with this on the Twitter or the Facebook. So I might be crazy, but I remember looking at the Jane Austen Festival website at one point earlier this year, and it said something like, you know, how you encourage people to dress up, but like, please don't dress up as the characters from Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Did I hallucinate that? Because I went looking for it again today and I didn't find it. Did I hallucinate that? Um, is that true? And like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Do yeah. I reckon someone got eaten alive? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like something bad happened um, that you guys had to explicitly state that. And also, can you make a special exception for me? Because I'm going to come next year as uh, Lady Catherine. So, yeah. Let me and know. I'm going to come as whoever shags Mr. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I hope someone comes as Mr. Collins. <laughs> Cut that bit. Beep that out. <laughs> Half of this is getting beeped out. Okay. Um, so um, you guys were all so wonderful to join us while we were tweeting. And um, we decided to bring on one of you guys. Uh, to just kind of talk about this film a little bit more. And that gal was Nikki from Something Cheeky. So we're just going to jump into this little interview real quick, get some thoughts on the movie, and we will be back with some special announcements. So um, what are your thoughts on Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Was this, the, <laughs> this was not the first time you've seen it today, correct? It was. Oh, it was? Oh, wow. Yeah. I've read the book before. Okay, gotcha. Have you, did you read the book? I read the book when it came out years ago. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a while. So from what I remember about the book, and it was, it's was it been a couple of years since I've read it too, it has almost the only thing it has in common with the movie is that there are zombies. But I'm pretty sure that the book was basically the exact text of Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Just with a couple of extra scenes. There was no... Big Wickham is a zombie plot. Right. <laughs> there was none of that. It was just the exact same story. They just happened to interject a few extra things in. Exactly. Um, I was actually just reading like sort of the background of this book today. So the book oh, yeah. was published by Quirk and um, they sort of developed it in house. And then they kind of looked for a writer to come in uh, and uh, just sort of punch up Pride and Prejudice. Uh, they were sort of, they said they, they, they just like did a search for like fanboy terms where they're like zombies, pirates, <laughs> monkeys was included. I don't know why. <laughs> and they were just like, you know, we'll just do update these classics that are in the public domain with, you know, whatever. And um, Seth Graham something. Can't remember guys. Too yeah. Sure. He came Clark in. And, yeah. Beth. He just added. Yeah. Like a few lines here and there. It was really. Mm -hmm. It was not as developed as this movie. <laughs> no, not at all. And he also did the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And what? Uh, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, which yes. I didn't read. I didn't read that one either. After that, it just gets to be a little too much of the same. It's a little too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what were your overall thoughts? So... I went into this movie warily because mm -hmm. I'm not really into zombies. Neither am I. And I remember from the book, this incredibly disgusting scene where they're all sitting at a dinner table and Charlotte Lucas is there. And it turns out she has been bitten by a zombie and this, Oh God, it's so gross. I didn't want to say it, but this like big giant thing of pus splits on her face <sighs> during dinner. And they're just watching and trying to pretend like they're not seeing it. And I was so, happy that was not in the movie yeah but yeah, for sure matt smith made this movie completely worth watching oh, he yeah. was amazing he, he was so funny he's the best part of the movie well him and lady Catherine. yes she was great but we hardly got to see her i know i was so disappointed i mean it's such a great bit of casting for lady mm -hmm. Catherine, and yeah. i feel like she probably was only on set for like two days yeah just left from game of thrones for a little bit and Went right back. Had yeah. the same, the same uh, pursed lips, anger face though. It's as uh, Cersei. It's like that's like her move. It's <laughs> like just on her visual resume, like that's her thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, the angry face. The movie is was completely different than what I was expecting, actually. I yeah. I thought it would be a lot more like the book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was its own story, its own world, which um, which I liked, actually. And I'm like you, I don't care for zombies at all. <laughs> um, I, uh, so, you know, Hannah and I do a lot of comic conventions. And yeah. there are a lot of zombie fans at this particular yeah, uh-uh. convention that we go to. And um, I don't know what your your thing is with zombies, but I'm curious to hear it. For me, it's like a lot of the guys that go to this convention that like they want to talk about Walking Dead all the time. Um, <laughs> it's like they like really just want an excuse to like split someone's head open with an axe. Like they really just like go on and on and on about the violence of in zombie world. And I just that I don't care for. Yeah, I'm not into the violence. I don't like gore very much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my biggest reason for not enjoying zombie stuff. I do feel like people, like you said, either really like the violence or they feel like if there was an apocalypse, they would be the ones to survive. Yeah. And they want to imagine themselves as this powerful person that they maybe currently aren't. For me, it all feels like huh. insecurity about who you are in the real world right now. Yeah, that is a lot of it. That it, at the cons, when you know guys go on and on and on about it, it's just it's very much like, okay, if the apocalypse were tomorrow, then mm-hmm. what would you do, or who would you be, or what weapons would you stash? And I'm like, I don't want to have that conversation at all. <laughs> and you know, these guys would die immediately too. Yeah. They would not. They would not live through the zombie apocalypse in any way. Yeah, seriously. So zombies in general tend to give me a lot of anxiety, and I kind of and I avoid. <laughs> But I will say, like, I didn't actually even mind it in this movie. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. There, Even with, you know, the parts of faces missing and all that, it wasn't super gory otherwise. No, it was almost, was like, nice. cartoony. Except for the yeah. zombie baby. I did not appreciate the oh, zombie God, baby. no. That's always a thing you don't want to think about. Yeah, not a fan. So <laughs> did you have a low point during this movie? Um, you know, I I was disappointed in most of the scenes with the sisters. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of moments where it wasn't like this, but most of it, they felt so disparate. You you didn't really get the great, really close friendship between Lizzie and Jane. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things from the book is they're just so close and they are so supportive of each other. But for me, the end was so weird. I, Which end? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I, I don't know why, as a seasoned zombie warrior, Lizzie didn't kill Wickham. Yeah. Cut, why didn't she cut off his head? Why didn't Darcy cut off his head? I mean, they should know better, right? Yeah, that was really I strange. I, I don't know what that was about, actually. It's like a plot hole to me. Yeah, I was not a fan. I actually, yeah, the... I think like maybe one of the lower points for me, the end was, yeah, when the final battle scene mm-hmm. um, before Lizzie and Darcy get married. I think mostly because I, by that point, was really, really invested in like Collins and Lady Catherine de Bourgh. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to see them. I'm actually not interested <laughs> in Lizzie and Darcy. Like, I already know uh-huh. that story, but I don't know the story about, you know, Lady Catherine losing an eyeball. So that's the story I want to see. Yeah, I just want to hear Collins ask for more scones over and over again. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was adorable. I was way into that. But, and him dancing. <gasps> talking about sex when he was dancing. Uh, this is a new Mr. Collins we have not seen, and I am all for it. So for it. Actually, I loved um, Well, I loved every every scene with him, but also yeah. like when he comes in after Darcy proposes to Lizzie. And he's like, this is an antique. And he, he's like doing a whole bit. And the camera yeah. keeps focusing on her crying. And I'm like, no, can you go back to Matt Smith? Because I can hear him in the background delivering hilarious yep. lines. It was so good. And it's like, again, I think for me, that's where the the low points of the movie are. Because it's like, I know the story of, you know, yeah. Pride and Prejudice. I actually want to see the, these funny bits. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's unexplored territory for me. So um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. High points for you. What are your favorite bits? I mean, besides Matt Smith, obviously. Yeah, the fight when Darcy first proposed 
I, Everyone loved that on Twitter. I was oh, like, oh my God. Yes. We all needed the scene. I didn't know I, didn't know I needed that. I it, it just felt so right for her to punch him as soon as he was so rude about proposing. It was God, perfect. Was that was yeah. a great scene, actually. I was really surprised. Like at that point, I had gotten up to get like my second drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I know what goes down in this scene. And then she punched him and I was like, oh, wait, let me sit back down. Yeah. I am into this. Yeah, that yeah, was a great moment. When, yeah. And when uh, Matt Smith first came in and met all the daughters and he just like couldn't get over Jane and he kept saying, is this negotiable? Are you sure? Jane's <laughs> already taken. That was really yeah, cute. Was actually. So good. Yeah, it was so much fun. That was really fun. Um, yeah, I think high points for me was when they were first going to meet Lady Catherine de Bourgh and they had all those paintings on the walls. Yeah. And, um, again, that's when I was like, oh, I want to see this movie. I want to see this movie. (laughs) I want to see that movie. And Rosings Park being up on pillars the way it was. was Oh, yes. That was awesome, actually. The movie looked good. Like, the locations were A+. And they spent a lot of money, clearly. Yeah, the uh, Collins Little Cottage looked so much. I, I could almost imagine it was the same location, but it looked so much like the cottage, his cottage in the Pride and Prejudice adaptation with Kira Knightley. Yes, I thought so I too. I felt like it was the same room. It really might have been. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so yeah, I thought, yeah, the movie looked good. I think it was um, $28 million was the budget. Oh, it's it surprising. It only made 16. Um, so I don't think we're getting that sequel anytime soon. <laughs> Probably not. I'm going to miss Charles Dance. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Great bit of casting. That was another thing that I really loved. I actually liked the casting for Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. Yeah, it was nice to see Mr. Bennett take an interest in his daughters. Yeah. Or once, because he has always been so indifferent about their education in any sort of way. So it was fun to see him care about their fighting. Yeah. And I thought that that it made sense. It was like, hey, listen, like these girls, they got to focus on their training and not dying, not finding men. But then, you know, on the flip side, Miss Bennett, Mrs. Bennett was just like, you know, well, you know, who's dying first in this apocalypse? It's (laughs) spinsters and babies. So let's get them hitched for extra protection. So actually that conflict, um, was really like handled well between the parents and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I was always bothered by the portrayal of Mrs. Bennett. Mm-hmm. Even in the original Pride and Prejudice book, it's uh, I mean, she's definitely annoying and uncouth and indiscreet, but the reason that she is so adamant about getting them married is a really serious deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like people ignore that part because she's such an annoying person. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, I think she's all, yeah, she's always portrayed that way. And um, Mm -hmm. just completely insufferable. Yeah. And um, I wonder if she came off better too in this version, because Sally Phillips who portrayed (laughs) her, she's real. That's kind of her, her thing is uh, characters that are a little pushy and self-important and, yeah. I don't know. I think she's just really played in that space before. So I feel like she actually brought something else to it this time. Mm-hmm. She really got her. But yeah, I think you're right. Hope- I was really happy that they made so many unlikable characters likable. Yes. That was really great. That was the thing for me in this version. The unlikable characters were A+, plus, as I said on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the likable characters were... Wah, wah, wah. Like, Charlotte yeah. is barely in the movie. I I forgot that was her when they were making the bed and then she's suddenly married to Collins. I was like, oh, who is that? Yeah, and the sisters were mostly indistinguishable. They all looked the same to me. They absolutely did. So I I I don't even know. I couldn't keep track of, I I can't even tell you who was Lydia in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, like, I don't know what was going on with the sisters. Um, Yeah, you're right. Jane was barely in this movie, it felt like. (laughs) I just... Yeah, and Darcy, I'm just, ooh, he might be my low point in this movie. Oh my god, he was so bad. That voice, I don't know what, is that <sighs> on or is that, that guy's normal voice? I've never seen him in anything before, so I'm not sure. I haven't either. Um, I kept meaning to look up his resume while we were watching, and then I just kept yeah. getting distracted by Twitter. 
Um, not a fan. Yeah. I, I don't know what the voice was. Um, I watched a little bit of the behind the scenes extras. And apparently he said that his interpretation of Darcy was punk rock James Bond. That did not come across. That did not come across to me. <laughs> oh I was like, I mean, you can't let the coat do all the work, honey. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess he was really trying with that voice. Just, oh my God. Oh, it was bad. So much. Yeah, he was he my was little So, point. yeah, so serious. And <sighs> I mean, Darcy's a pretty serious person, but there are those moments, but I never got those lighter moments from him at all. No. In this movie. He didn't know what movie he was in. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Matt Smith exactly knew what movie he was in. Yes. Yes. But yeah, uh, Darcy, I just, oof, that was rough for me. Um, trying to think of anything else that was low point for me. I mean, honestly, I thought I would really hate this movie. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it like a, like a B minus. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. How about you? I'd say maybe, maybe a C plus. A C plus. All right. We're about, about the same. Yeah. About the same. Mm-hmm. Like I would definitely Ugh. watch it again next October is how I feel about <laughs> it. Like, like make it part of my Halloween watches, I think. Yeah. One thing I'm sad that they did change from the book, from the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies book, is that Charlotte wasn't a zombie because if she had died, yeah. I maybe would have gotten what I've always wanted from Pride and Prejudice, which is for Mr. Collins and Mary to get together because they are perfect. <laughs> So perfect for each other. And that's all I want. They are perfect for each other. So, okay. So I will take that idea. And in the fan fiction that Hannah and I are writing, that's that's where we will go with that. Because it's just going to be Mary, Collins, and Lady Catherine de Bourgh. That's it. So, Nikki, you are the co-host of a podcast called Something Cheeky. Why don't you tell our listeners about your podcast? A lot of them do also love... um, lady hosted podcasts as well so good right up their alley yeah that's something cheeky podcasts are all prediction based shows where my sister rosanna and i both get together and we um one of us has seen what we're going to cover and one of us hasn't there are books tv shows movies and uh, we do predictions about what is going to happen next in the series and the other sister who has read watched the material as ask questions we do top three it's all really fun and we are very soon coming out with a new podcast called six degrees of wiki where we're going to do six degrees of separation between very different wikipedia articles with lots of predictions in every round you can find us at somethingcheekypodcast.com you can get us on twitter at somecheek facebook.com slash somecheek and instagram at somethingcheekypodcast and we're back in the podcast hut or i'm back in the podcast hut you're still in england in the future yeah i'm still in the future not that anyone knows what you're talking about because that bit is cut it's true sorry just just know that i have secret knowledge everyone from the future and that's all you need to know hannah is six hours in the future time zones (laughs) (laughs) hashtag this is how time zones work um so, it's October 1st, and October is my favorite month. Yes. I enjoy Halloween, but I'm more of like, it's fall in general. Like, I just love fall. That's like my thing. So, um, that's why we're doing a bunch of like sort of special Halloween, fallish programming. Um, that's why we did this episode today. And we also have a Halloween special coming up. Yes, we do. Lauren's been working very hard on this, like a busy little bee. <laughs> busy little bee. It's actually already done. It's already all put together, except for the intro and outro. Mm-hmm. I haven't told you a scary story. Do you have one? I've got a couple. Do you? You don't believe in ghosts, though. No, but my grandma does. Ooh, okay. All right. Also, I can tell you about the tokoloshi. <laughs> all right all right we'll save it save it for the show lady i'm saving it okay um i feel very um like fallish and halloweeny too by the way because uh yesterday my friend tim 
it's like my husband's best friend. He makes like these short, scary movies. He's done them for years and years and years. And they play at film festivals like all over the country. And then he also has a uh, film distribution as well. And via his like film distribution deal, he has to make like so many films per year. So he's just like constantly making these shorts that also like star my husband <laughs> half the time. John's in films? He's in films and they screen at film festivals and stuff all over. And I've never bothered to go see them. <laughs> I know. Like Tim is always trying to get me to watch them too. And he'll like send me a file. He'll be like, here, I'll send you a file. You can just watch it at home. And then I'll just be like, I can't watch this. I can't do this. Um, it's because they're just like John remaking the Matrix, but like on his own playing all of the parts. I mean, he wishes that would be his dream. <laughs> I think the one that they shot yesterday was called Help Everyone's a Vampire. I could be wrong. What? Um, I, yeah. So yesterday, um, he was here shooting a movie in my house. And um, there was just like, you know, I woke up and there's just like a skeleton, like in my living room. And then uh, there was a girl, an actress, like walking around my house, like putting in vampire teeth and... Like, I was such a, I was so rude. Like, I didn't talk to anyone yesterday. I was, like, sick yesterday. I mean, if I, was, I walked home and there was a girl in my house putting in vampire teeth, I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, uh, I was just like, they're just making another movie. And um, I was podcasting last night, too. And I was like, I was going out for a bit. And I was like, Tim, like, when I get back, like, you better be done because I'm podcasting. And he was like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see how everything goes with the fog machine. And I was like, no, no, I'm podcasting. Get out. Just get out of here. Yeah, it did really, it really felt, you know, like Halloween yesterday in this house. And I was like, I do appreciate that part of it. We are throwing um, a Halloween slash birthday party for my cat this year. Oh, really? How old is your cat? Which cat? Lil Phil. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the little one. He's going to be um, one years old. Oh, Phil. Yeah. Happy birthday. Well, it's one year since we um, we like adopted him from uh, a military base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because black cats, so he's a little witch's cat, um, they have, I think it's a 22% less chance of being rehomed. And so a lot of shelters in the UK just won't take them. That's crazy. And, uh, so we got this call saying, um, we found this kitten and the vets have said uh, that they'll have to put him down if they can't find a shelter to take him. And we know that your cat's just died. Do you want him? And uh, yeah, so we took him. And <laughs> yeah. So it's his one year anniversary of not being put to sleep. Oh, happy birthday, Phil. Yeah. And so I'm going to dress up like a witch and he's going to be my little witch's cat. And I'm going to put a little bow tie on him and he's going to hate it. <laughs> happy halloween you need to take a lot of pictures so we can put them on our instagram yeah that's like if a cat had to dress like its worst fit it would be being dressed in tiny human clothes so <laughs> it fits i'm just i'm disappointed he's not going as wentworth but you know well whatever you know. We, we've already had that discussion <laughs> so many times he's a john thorpe Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, so yeah, because I love Halloween so, so much, um, we were doing that special Halloween episode and one of the guests on that episode is my friend Kelly Taylor and Kelly Taylor runs Creepy Co. And you can find them online. Um, I think on Twitter and Instagram, it's just at Creepy Co. And they basically just make awesome enamel pens of creepy things. And, um, now they have actually branched out into like candles and toys and stuff but they are well known for their pins and kelly has given me some pins which yeah i took a photo of them and i sent them to hannah and i was like look at all these cool pins kelly gave me and you were like oh yeah those will be great for giveaways well i mean in my head i was like oh i see how it is getting all this <laughs> getting all this swag Ooh, save one for me but then what i said was these would be great for giveaways because I thought then if I can't have them, neither can you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I felt so guilty because I was like, oh yeah, 
I should. You were just going to look like a TGI Friday server, just walking <laughs> around covered in Halloween pins. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to keep one of them, maybe two. And then we are going to give the rest away to you guys, our listeners, who we love so much. Yes. So. You deserve it after tonight as well. Yeah, you do. So um, I'm thinking, I was thinking this might just be a US giveaway, but what we could do is open it up to the UK as well. And then you guys just might have to wait until like next month when I'm over in the UK for me to mail it, if that's cool. Yes. Okay. I think that's a good, yeah, that's fine. You'll, okay. They'll still arrive in time for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So, it's October okay. now. We can say the C word. <laughs> So we'll play it that way. So this will be for US and UK only. I'm sorry. I know that cuts out Australia. We have a lot of us Australian listeners, actually. Um, we have some in Finland. Um, don't worry. We have more giveaways coming up and we will probably open up our, our shipping areas later on. We will. Once Lauren's will bringing in some freelance money. Go specifically on the hunt for giveaways that are easier to post. So prints or like a, a handwritten poem from me to you or a plastic bottle containing air from lauren's lungs oh that's a doctor who reference for you did you like that yeah 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 i like it we'll um, do it we'll sort it out yeah so for this giveaway how's this gonna work hannah are we gonna ha- ask people to share their favorite bonnets episode yeah um so have a think back to your favourite time listening to our dulcet tones <laughs> and um, share it. Um, I don't know how they'll prove that, Lauren. How will they prove they've done that? Um, I think what you could do is you could just tag us online. So tag us on Instagram, tag us on Facebook, tag us on Twitter, and um, just you talking about your favourite episode of Bonnet to Dawn sharing the link via SoundCloud or iTunes. If you want to do it that way, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be great. So do that. And then we'll put everyone's names into uh, like one of those random generator things that you can get on the internet because I live in six hours into the future. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the capabilities of the internet are wild in the future. (laughs) I can't wait. Wild. So we'll do that, and then uh, we're going to pick out a bunch of names because there's more than one prize, so a a whole ton of you are going to win something. And yeah, and then we'll send that out, and you can enjoy a lovely Halloween-themed enamel pin and have yourself a Halloween. (laughs) Is that corny? That was corny. It was great. It was perfect. Um, I'll also throw in a bonnets at dawn pin as well yes yeah so you're gonna get two pins and i also have some like stickers and just random stuff so you'll get like a little bonnets at dawn care package i'm answering <laughs> <laughs> you're not eligible so as usual you can find us online at bonnets at dawn on twitter and instagram you can find us on facebook by searching Bonnets at Dawn in the search bar and find the closed group. You can also reach us by email at bonnetsatdawn at gmail.com <laughs> and you can use all of these methods to enter the giveaway. So if you share it on Facebook or maybe you want to like email the link to a friend or you want to, you know what? I mean, you're going to get bonus high five points from me if you make a poster and put it on your staff notice board. <laughs> and take a photo of it and you can send that to us you know you can do a screenshot you can take a photo of you sharing it you could make a sandwich board and hand out flyers in the street and then have your like mother or a good friend film you doing it and then send us that footage and you can reach (laughs) us at all of those places and just prove that you've done it and I said that that was aggressive and threatening you've got to prove that you've done it (laughs) You've got to prove yourself. And <laughs> then a, we'll just enter a into the competition. Or a video will do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love it. I think I had one too many non alcoholic beers this evening. I think you did. I think oh. it's time to go. I think it is. Bye. I want to thank all of you guys again. <laughs>